If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the opposite. What Shut it up, is. it is. It's amazing. You're so jealous right now. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I am here with comedian, comedian, and comedian, Sophia Alexandra. Hi, Jason. Hi, how's it going? Been a bit. Good. Been yeah, a bit. it's been a bit. Been a bit. Um, this is how I have to see, like, if this is how I want to, like, see people and know what they're doing, I just dupe them into coming to my podcast did you record the night last time we hung out before you had the podcast just practicing i mean did i do i record everything yes. you say when we hang out? yes okay and i just review I it and be like hmm, <laughs> i don't know um so i just to start things off um you're a bit of a celebrity in my apartment you're straight up a celebrity in my apartment in your apartment you Holy are shit. straight up an a-list celebrity <laughs> in my apartment i'll tell you how it goes down you want to know how it goes down i do my fiance's on her phone she'll read me something and she wants me to guess who it is, but it's always you <laughs> and, and your Twitter. It's literally oh, almost always you. I love this game. Um, she I love is this a, game where I'm always the answer. That's like literally something I wouldn't tell anybody I dreamt about, but yeah. like secretly I did. Huge. I told her this morning, like I was just like, oh yeah. And she was like, oh, like she's like, I think she was just kind of like, um, okay. Like I was like. You're, I, it's, I'm the Next one time, call me and put me on speak, speakerphone. Yeah. I won't even I say anything. Was gonna have, I just want to listen. I was going to actually down. have her uh, write down some questions. Aww. It'd be like it, it would be like you and um, the cast of Vanderpump Rules would be like a <laughs> mind blowing thing. Like those are the two were um, uh, no huge fan because like now I don't know I don't know anything about anything. I'm really out of the loop with what's cool and what's not cool. You're but like Mr. Internet. How dare you? Mrs. Internet to you. Please. There's a Mr. Internet somewhere for me, though. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Um, it, it, like if somebody said you're a Twitter comedian, is that a thing? I don't know. I feel like Rob Delaney is a Twitter comedian. Yeah. I feel like I'm just someone who's on Twitter. Mm. I don't think that's the same thing. I, don't, I feel like until what's you- the, What's the difference between you guys then? I guess until you convert it into like a thing where like people are like, oh, are like- when Twitter started, you couldn't not follow Rob Delaney. You know what I mean? It was like a manual you got when you started Twitter, and people were like, "Okay, follow these people," and it'd be like Rob and then like Delaney, Megan, Megan, Megan Amram, Amram. Yeah, 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 and like Shelby Farrow. So I feel like those those people got into Twitter like way earlier than anybody got great at it way earlier. I kind of picked up a little bit later, but it's not the same thing. So when I'm like thinking, oh, people who are Twitter celebrities, like they leveraged how smart and funny they were on and on Twitter into something else. I have not done that. <laughs> but I, you know, for me, it's like your, your tweets are like, there's, I've actually talked about your tweets on another podcast that had nothing to do with it. I just forced it into conversation. Okay. Tell me what it is so I can <clears throat> later listen to it and masturbate. It's going to be amazing. Um, I forget what it was. Maybe rock and roll cheeseburger might've been the name of the podcast. I don't know. That's awesome. It was a while ago, but I'll tell you two of my favorite tweets of yours there's oh, a lot please tell you me. want to know yeah 
Because it's actually, I'm always curious which ones people's favorites are because I have no concept of what's going to be popular when I do it. Um, Here are the two. One is, I mean, and I'm going to be miss, uh, probably miss saying it. Um, What's up with black people? You know that one you did? I'm just kidding. It's not one of them at all. I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I tweet? <laughs> I um, oh my God. I was like, was this the one I took Ambien? No, that's a vine, I'm sure, somewhere. Um, it's uh, my cat's being a total fiance right now. <laughs> you don't think that's fu- I th- Why did I think that's so freaking fu- I Honestly, I think about that one all the time. I think it means something to me. Yeah, but it's the but worst But I don't fiance. think anybody else no, no, I, it means I, anything to anybody it else. Means er- it means it means because, something to you. Absolutely. What does it mean to you? I just want to know because well, maybe it means something. The, the word the fiance, thing. yeah, in, in, inherently is a thing. Oh my! Even Seinfeld yes. was like my fiance, my fiance. So that word is like my cat's being such a fiance right now. Is like <laughs> I, I don't take it literally. I'm just saying that's what he's being such a word right, right now. Um, and then cat or whatever. And then the other one is, um, and I'm gonna screw this one up. <laughs> this one I wish was mine because I feel like I like these self deprecating like. Where you're kind of taking something and then just flipping the thing uh, in a sort of self-deprecating thing. And honestly, I was like, this is something I should have thought about because I'm a guy. And how come a guy didn't think of this? But it's this one. You ready for this one? Um, <laughs> Can't they, wait. They, um, uh, okay. Um, they say I have an ass that won't quit. But guess who just put in their two weeks notice? Yes. Uh, like seriously, like one of the funniest things. Because I love that. I love just switching up. Like taking something that you would never think to use in a thing and and make that. Uh, uh, my favorite thing is yeah, like taking a thing that and that is like we take for granted and bringing it like making it real. Like one of my favorite series that I do is like when I'm like uh, that that back that ass tweet or like uh, girl, won't you? Uh, girl, you a fine mortgage specialist? Yeah. Won't you back that ass yeah. up? Yeah, just like, taking things or like you know a something in the sheets and something in the streets. Yeah, I did a Robert Durst, and what was the other? There was another. Uh, it was like a, a Robert. Uh, wait, is that from the Jinx? Yeah, the Jinx? yeah, yeah. And there was another. It was somebody else, but I wanted one of them in the streets, and then there was somebody else people were talking about of a similar thing, and I wanted one of them in the sheets. I, you know. Yeah, you know, it's fun. I mean, I think it's great because it gave me the confidence that like I necess- wouldn't necessarily I think have had on stage not that I like I'm ever afraid to try new stuff but when you think of something super random and there's no one next to you to be like that's good or that's stupid and you just put it out there and like the fact that you found that fiance thing funny that means everything to me because it's so random and the fact that it made me laugh I was like no one else is going to ever laugh at this yeah that's but you, so that doesn't really yeah. ever happen in stand up you can't literally try every every single dumb tiny thing you come up with especially cuz I'm like more of a storytelling comedian so it's really fun for me to like just do one off things and never worry about whether like anyone's going to I thought like maybe you would not. do like I thought maybe you would like do you ever like Take your Twitter and be like, okay, well, how do I turn this into like a joke that I yeah. maybe set my, up? My, my most, uh, my biggest tweet, the Beyonce one, which is like, you know, it's pinned to my Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. like, um, uh, what's, uh, which is that Beyonce song where it's like, we're independent, but also you should marry us, but we're super strong, right. but also pay our bills. bills. Yes. I have a whole two and a half minutes that I now built just off of that premise because- it resonated so hard with people that I was like, oh, there's something here. So, be, be, like, so Twitter actually kind of 
in, it's like almost if you do um, a sketch live and you're like, oh, that did really well. Let me put it on video. Or if I did an improv scene, oh, maybe that could be a sketch where you're almost kind of beta testing your own stuff. Yeah. It's like if if, some, if I'm surprised that like it really hits hits with people, then I'll like sit around and be like, OK, well, what about that tweet? The thing about that tweet is a lot of times I get hate tweets back for it because it's like. Beyonce fans get crazy and I'm a huge Beyonce fan like so my tweet is completely sincere in terms of like I noticed this thing about her songs and that's truthful but I also love her and my joke is basically like my two and a half minute bit is basically wrestling with the fact that like I think she's a great like role model she's a feminist she's a bad bitch she's super talented uh, but she could also be a better feminist. But then the joke ends with me being like, but so could I. Yeah. So like technically, you but know, people, the, the Beyonce you, fans don't get to hear that. No, context. no, no. They don't know that. So when they see my, my tweet, a lot of times I think they think it's even me being racist or something, which it definitely has nothing to do with race whatsoever. Uh, it just has to do with feminism and how it's both things. And I have another whole chunk on hip hop, which is like reflected in my tweets where it's like, I'm the fucking biggest hip hop fan. And I listen to a lot of horrible shit about women in hip hop. Yeah. And it's like, how do I connect that? Like, who am I? That's like, I'm a really serious feminist, but also like throw some two chains on and I will pop off, you yeah. know? And it's like, I feel like being honest about that stuff, like is more important than being like the perfect or the right feminist. It's like, I think it's better to be the person who's like, Hey, guess what? Like we're all doing our best, you know? In Like it's, do you, would you rather not have the attention and potential traffic for whatever reason from those detractors like would you not want them engaging would you rather or do, do you like we be like well hey listen it's getting get garnering some attention just like when things sometimes things happen and it ends up being like trending on news and it's not but it's getting some kind of attention somewhere would you rather not have it i like honestly think it's like would be my nightmare to get like embroiled in something where i like have to fucking defend myself or reply mm-hmm. occasionally i've gotten into explaining my jokes on Twitter maybe like three times and every time I've been like oh I shouldn't have done that that was a huge mistake because I was being trolled every time and I took it seriously enough to be like oh this person thinks this is racist I would rather like legitimately answer that and then realizing like oh they weren't trying to have a conversation and then looking at their like feed and being like oh they do this to every single person they just so then you're like oh I'm an idiot who took somebody seriously so I don't ever want to do that but at the same time if it was people that I follow that I think are like legitimate people and aren't trolls who right. were like, Hey, you tweeted something I thought was fucked up. Right. I would totally take a look at it. But as far as that stuff goes, I try to really stay in like blinders on with my jokes. Cause I don't want to get affected or copy anybody accidentally. It's already hard. Cause we, I, we like read so many jokes and watch so much funny stuff. I never want to like copy somebody or, accidentally do their joke and i'm sure all of us do that all the time but that's like my nightmare to accidentally do that you know well, I, if i could and if i thought i could get away with it and feel good about it and i don't really have a moral compass i mean i wouldn't do this because i just feel it's not worth it but that that um my ass is put in two weeks notice joke is <laughs> like, like it's, it. ama- it's like it's amazing well I, like i have a pin, like talking about pinned tweets and i only have it pinned because it and it's got like five thousand retweets or whatever but it's like people are so fake how can you how can you 
love your newborn. You don't even know anything about it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, this is so funny, funny, funny. Uh, I, it's been in years. And they break it down. It's been like letting me know, oh, here's science. Like, here's why. Like, you don't know why. Um, oh, yeah. Like, no, that's, I mean, it's, you, women get that way more on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. It's like mansplaining. Yeah. When people like uh, try to explain your own tweet to you, you're yeah. like, dipshit, I fucking tweeted it. I yeah. know what I fucking said. Yeah. That's the worst. And you look, you can look at my, you can look at the other tweets, you can look at my bio and be like, assume that I'm like at least attempting to be a comedian and maybe be like, oh, we're being trolled or they're just being, you know, ironic. I just feel like we can't feed them at all. No. I have, I know people who I follow who are amazing at it. Like, oh no, she twittened, who's like one of my favorite <laughs> tweeters. She's great. But what she does is like, she will take a snap, she'll reply and then she'll take a snapshot or she'll just take a snapshot of their dumbass tweet and she'll put it on her Instagram. So she'll like blow their spot up all the time. Yeah. I like can't and I'm afraid to do that also. Like I literally am afraid that like, and the world is crazy. I don't want to get shot by one of these motherfuckers. I'm tweeting out like every night where I'm going to be doing shows. I don't know. I don't want to like involve anybody. So my like whole approach is just not to ever engage. Right. I'd rather just block somebody outright if they say, say something dumb. But if they're trying to get my attention, like it's not going to work. I'm not yeah, you could, do I it. think we can all see through things at this point. Like, yeah. but someone retweeted my Beyonce joke yesterday with the uh, with with a little comment that was feminist quote unquote Twitter. And I was like, so badly wanted to reply. Oh, I know. Like, um, you ever yeah. wish you had that one day, like you have one day, like the purge. But it was also mm -hmm. like a guy's tweet. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh my God, so sweet. Yeah. The irony of a man yeah. telling me what yeah. feminism yeah. is. Please tell me more. I, I just sometimes, you know, a lot of like YouTube comments or Facebook or whatever, where I just want one day where I can just go off on all these like crappy people. But I feel, you know what I mean? Like, I think I don't it's wanna... so brave of comments open on your videos. I, sh I like don't have them open on standup because there's only so many times I can read that I'm like a kike before oh, I'm I like, you know what? Yeah. I'm done. That's probably good. Yeah. I get called, you know, either like a fat, a fat Jew, not the fat Jew. I get called a fat Jew. That's even more insulting. <laughs> um, a, a fag every single week. I get called a fag um, or kill yourself. This video wasn't good. So kill yourself. Oh no, that's the natural solution yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. That's the joke. Or sometimes it's kill yourself. Then don't make videos like that anymore. I was like, well, if I kill, they always do things out of order. It's never in order. It's like, kill yourself, then do these five things. It's like, no man, I can't do, I, I got to kill myself last. They, that's like they, they don't get. When I still had video comments enabled on some of my stuff, one of my favorite comments ever was someone just wrote, and this is how I read in my voice. I, and it, this is what voice I read it in my head. It was, you need to get your hair sorted. And I was it's, like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not even offended. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, do need to get my hair sorted. I mean, when there's sometimes, honestly, people are stripped, they're right. Like, honestly, I'm kind of like, you're right. I mean, I was like, no, you're absolutely, some people are right. Like, this was you're just. You're like, I should kill myself. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. I, it's just like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I'm going to keep making these same videos. I think that the thing about the comments on the internet is like, it's like, do you ever have like that feeling where you get like on a subway or something or on a bus or like suddenly you're in a park and you're just surrounded by teenagers and you're the only adult and you're like oh no they're gonna make fun of me oh and yeah. very frequently they do and very frequently they will point out the one thing either you've always been insecure about or the one thing you've never thought about that but now that you think about it is true about you they zero they know to zero <gasps> in on your i just find that to be so petrifying and that is i think what comments on the internet are like because they're all teenagers so sometimes they'll pick the one thing and you'll be like oh, dead on how did they know know my secret i think like, their brains are very primed to like key in on insecurity and how to like on themselves and on other people where we're like you know you know we're a little burnt out we're not like into like you know we're just like trying to live our lives at this point and um i don't know they're really good 
but kids on the internet are very funny. But it's also like when you're a teenager, your brain's like super similar to that of a sociopath. It's like before all the right stuff develops. So like yeah. they don't have the same ideas of empathy as us. Yeah. So we're basically like, yeah, we're just around some primitive ass motherfuckers and they're judging us and being yeah. like, hey, ugly. And you're like, ah. but, you, you know, know, you want to you definitely kind of take like take advice from um, comedians in L.A., it's probably the best people to like, it's like, you're not like developed like comedians in LA, like that have it all together, like that have their act all together. <laughs> no insecurity, no whatever, no self serving stuff. It's just like no one makes videos and puts them on the internet unless they're already, like unless already they haven't like had, like they haven't connected with somebody in their life and they want further connection. Yeah. So it's like to get those people and mm -hmm. insult them is also like so mean. Yeah. It's like just targeting the like real weak, weak kid in dodgeball, just like pummeling yep. him. That's how I feel. That's how I feel we are. God, is this sad? I'm not like sad about it. I'm fine, but it sucks, right? Well, let's let's turn it around. So yeah, Jason, turn this is not going to be turning it around. Honestly, this is going to be the set, literally the same thing. So, <laughs> I mean, stand up is your is your medium. Um, would you I say that's correct? I would say uh, I would say I'm a writer. Okay, that's like probably what I am first okay. and foremost. I would say I'm six three. Yeah. Five, so eight. here we go. <laughs> I would say I'm six three. Sagittarius. Uh, but um, I mean, no. I stand up is is uh, I'm like people uh, people know you from there's a stand up scene in L A and people yeah know I hope you from so that. people know you from that I fucking hope so otherwise what the fuck am I doing here? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing here. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of pressure you're putting on me. Like, yeah. people know who you are here. I'm like, I don't know. Do yeah. they? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not in the stand-up thing. I, so I do stand-up, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's like, I mean, I do that every week. But, uh, but yeah, like, I'm trying to get staffed on a show yeah. with my writing partner. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. And last year, I took a lot of time of, off of stand-up. Like, not stopping, but not actively pursuing shows because it's trying to really laser in on, like, writing and putting all my time into that and then I felt kind of shitty at the end of the year because uh we didn't get staffed we came close a couple times but it didn't happen and then I had that like really sad feeling of like looking through your goals that you set for yourself at like the beginning of the year at the end of the year you're like okay none of these have been accomplished I feel really stupid but you have to be like it's a rebuilding year I try to think about it like the Lakers I'm like you know what it's a rebuilding year we can't be sad yeah but I mean it's, it, did you give yourself that year to get staffed on a show? Um, I, I mean, that sounds kind of ridiculous to be like, yeah, it's going to happen in a year. But uh, we almost almost got hired at the end of last year on the nightly show, me and my writing partner. Like we got interviewed, mm. like they were negotiating with the WGA. Like the only reason it didn't happen is because we're a partner team and they mm. couldn't afford us. Cause it's like, you have to pay minimums with yeah. WG and whatever. But it felt like it was so close that it didn't seem unreasonable to be like, Hey, this is gonna happen. We're like this close. But how many people but that do the same thing as you that never will never get that far? We'll never even get that that first initial thing going. Oh, hey, we're somewhat interested. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people that want the same exact thing as you, right? And I kind of, you know, when I talk about comedy, like so fucking discouraging. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I never think like I'm the only one that could be a white guy that's an out of touch dad or teacher. You know, I know there's. Thousands of people that can do just as good of a job, but there's just sometimes where I'm like, I could, I could, I could do this job, and it should be me. But like, you know, there's a, a lot of. It's not like there's a shortage of like funny stand-ups or like good improvisers mm -hmm. or good actors or good writers. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of people that just don't have what it takes or not willing to put the time in. Right. But I think the fact that 
you even had that happen, that says that like, well, if it happened, got this close this time, it can happen again. Yeah, but I think that can also like fool you into thinking like it can happen oh, yeah. way quicker than you think. Right. So like that's kind of was, I wouldn't say it was a mistake that I focused last year. It just is a little bit heart wrenching when you like are at the end of the year and you're like, shit, I haven't been doing as much stand up. New people have started shows in the time that I've been gone. New people have emerged. New people are funnier than they were. So you're like kind of setting yourself back in that competition pool because people don't see you around and people have really short memories in LA because why wouldn't they? There's thousands of people like exactly what you're saying, trying to do what we're trying to do. So the writing thing was like, I don't regret it. And we're still, you know, working at it is just like, I think it's more of a trying to do both this year. So I don't feel at least like I was, you know, I took a step back. Because, like, writing and performing, you do have to, like, you know, juggle it. It's hard. You know. I, listen, you I, know. I mean, I succeed in everything that I attempt. So, <laughs> I mean, um, I guess I know. I could, uh, you know, I could sympathize. Pretend to know what us mere mortals feel. Yeah. Uh, so, f for a stand-up, I'm not in the stand-up. I don't know, the, you know what I mean, nor do mm -hmm. I pretend to know. But what, like, the goals are, although I've been on a ton of meetings asking me where they can see me do stand-up, it's pretty much in every single meeting. And I'm like, Ouch. well, you said you did comedy. And I'm like... Yeah, but they always, uh, always, you know what I mean? They always ask where they can see me do stand-up. No and one's then, like, can I see you zip zabs off somewhere? No, no. they never. Uh, I've had people come. I've had people come to the shows, but I'm just like, well, I have about a billion or so views online that you can look at to see what I do. <laughs> and it's literally the same thing in almost every video within like a 10% margin. It's the exact same thing. So you could go check that out. I don't know how many times you see me do the same thing. It's on video and the views are there. But um. Like, what is, like, a, for a stand-up, like, is the goal to, like, get your own one-hour special, to, to be on TV, to, like... I think probably everybody's is different. Everyone, I think yeah. some some people want to be road dogs and headliners mm -hmm. and travel all the time. Road dogs, that's the industry that's, like, inside kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't think so, but we could, if we invented, like, an extra cool industry term today for yeah. it, we could be like, oh, no, that's, like, if you're really, really into stand-up. Okay. We don't even call it road dogs. Be like, we call it RDs. Oh, okay. Like, me and you can start that today. Yeah. We don't got the time. No. It's like, okay, if you want to be a real RD, it's, yeah. like, one thing. But, uh, yeah, and some people really want to be like, I want that, like, Madison Square Garden thing or I I want the HBO special or I want my Comedy Central presents or whatever. Um, I guess I just want a lot of people to see me. I don't yeah. care how it happens. That's my – people ask me, so like what, what's your like thing? And I'm like I want to take what I think is funny and interesting and have the most amount of people see it and experience it. And then they can make their decision. They can all think it sucks, but I want that opportunity. And that's obviously why the internet, I do YouTube and everything else is because I want a very, very large audience. And then you have more people that don't like you than you have do people that do like you. But I at least want to take that and – have that make that happen and let people choose. I know? feel like I'm just because it took me so long to like figure out that specifically what I wanted to do was comedy and writing and that kind of thing. Um, I just feel like because it took me so long, I've had all these other jobs and all these other things happen in my life that have given me enough experience to now feel like uh, like I do have shit to talk about that no one else does. Uh, and I think like when you feel like that and you really want to talk to other people, then I think the biggest goal is just to find a really big audience, like as many people as you can, because everybody I think is just looking for their own little army, you know, like the people who are like them so you can feel really connected. And I think that would be amazing. And to me, honestly, mostly, I mean, like dudes are cool. I mean, I, I, I'm married to one, but uh, I really want to inspire women. Like that's my number one shit. Like I'd rather if it was like three, three chicks liked me, one dude hated me. I'd be like, it was fucking worth it. And yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, I just want to have a revolution, like as calmly as I can speak it. And like, 
you know, like if you're one of the good ones, Jason, we'll keep you alive when we burn it all to the ground. But, (laughs) but honestly, that's kind of like how I feel. I feel like I really want to change what's happening, like in a big way for, for a lot of people, not, not just for me. I just feel like, uh, there's so few opportunities and the longer like I do comedy of any kind, the harder it is to meet women that are in positions of power and the women who represent other women and women who can make women move forward. And there's just such a lack that I want to make sure that like we flood the gates. You know, I just want to earn the right to be mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. You want. Yeah. <laughs> you know so what it's I mean? not too much to ask. I don't think so. Uh, not that we should be mediocre, but I want the right that like there's so many different kinds of women making art and people listening to them and watching them that there isn't the expectation that like one of us has to re- represent everybody. And that like the kind of thing that happens to Amy Schumer happens to everybody mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, no, one's come forward. Shoot her down. <laughs> like, you know, and, and every time you're supposed to be everything for everybody. And the ones that make it forward are obviously the ones that are like easier to manufacture and so yeah she is blonde and she is white and all of that so like no one's against that I'm white I'm just saying like I want there to be so many of us that no one's sitting around just writing a thousand articles about Amy Schumer being like but is she too fat or like not fat enough or is she like super is she pretty enough but she's saying she's not pretty all the time but it's like she is pretty stop talking are you fat because I don't think you're that fat oh my god you see how fat her arms were in the movie like we need to get off that like Oh, she represents everybody. She represents nobody. Like that doesn't help anybody just to talk about one person. And I think it cripples us. And so I want there to be enough people that like, it can be like, Oh, these female comedians are just as average as these male comedians. And no one gives a shit because it's like, there's a giant spectrum. So that's kind of, I think the major goal. A tiny little, a no tiny little deal. thing, you know, just a little <laughs> tiny little thing. I mean, you know, is there still, I mean, I'm assuming there is in some way, but like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's like, oh, uh, 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 oh, it's a female comedian. It's a male comedian. It's women in comedy. It's mm-hmm. it, it, like, is that, is it better that it's like, oh, it's women in comedy or is it better? It's like every, you know, you're a comedian and then we'll designate and then it's just, you happen to be female. You happen to be black. You happen to be Asian. You happen to be whatever. Or is it like women in comedy? Is that? Or we just, should it just be just comedians? I mean, I, I mean, when I book, like, I, I, I run a stand-up show uh, with Rob Buscemi, another comic. We've been running it for three years. Every lineup's been at least 50% women since we started. And uh, it's never changed. But we do not, like, trumpet it, like, on our flyers or anything. It's just you're going to get used to seeing that. And the times where we do, like, all-female lineups, we don't announce that they're all-female because... It's weird. Why would I announce that? Like, why would the genitals of anyone who is on the lineup have anything to do with what you should expect or people who are coming? Like, it just it should be as awkward or weird as being like the people you're going to see tonight have 11 toes. Like, yeah, that is not pertinent information. So I don't think like we should champion it in terms of like, hey, guys, like, here's the women. I think like, let's do the thing where we treat them like they're just people and book them. Like, it's kind of the Kurt Cobain school of feminism. It's like, how do you show you're a feminist? Like, don't fucking talk about being a feminist all the time. Like, he had female bands open for him everywhere he toured. That's how you do it. And he came out of that, like, Pacific Northwest thing, you know, where, like, you know, gender and sexuality, that shit was a lot different than anywhere else in the country. And that's why you, like, wore dresses and eyeliner and whatever. I think, like, a great way to be, like, women aren't shit is to just treat them that way and champion them. 
as much as you would champion your regular white guy friends and honestly trying to make different friends. Like, I think that's for everyone. Wait, like what? white people should have more friends of color. Male people should have more female friends, vice versa. It's just, it'll make us all better. And I think the, the better and more like representative of more points of view, the comedy is the funnier it is like way funnier. The line, the more diverse the lineup, the more bang for your buck for the audience, for the performers, uh, for the art form. Uh, so I don't really think it's like, it should be presented as women in comedy should present, be presented as this is what actually the face of comedy looks like. Do you, I mean, you've seen a lot of stand up shows and you book a lot. Do you get, oh, like, do you, you know, we talked about like, you know, different uh, ethnicities and, you know, d- male or female or, or whatever. Do you feel like people, that's what they're kind of leading with or are they just doing comedy and it just happens to talk about, oh, I happen, you know, I just happen to be female. So I'm going to tell the story as from a female perspective or is that like they're leading like, oh, I'm going to do a lot of like, I'm going to let people know like I'm black and I'm going to like have that kind of lead the thing or is it just like they're just doing their comedy and happen the cards fall where they may. Everyone's super different. Yeah. Everyone's super different. And I think it's like, you know, there's a catch 22 where like, uh, you know, people say like, oh, it's kind of like hacky or whatever to be the person that goes up and is like, I'm half Italian, half Jewish, you know, it means I'm crazy or whatever it is that your little lead in is. But the thing is when people are just used to that space being occupied by straight white guys, like the average comedy club audience, not like the alt audiences, um, then they feel like they do need you to say that or you feel like they need you right. to say that. So maybe that's where it comes from, from a little bit of like, oh, what? Oh, oh, I guess this space is for those people, too. And that's why I think it's weird. And maybe this is where the whole thing comes from, where it's like, well, get ready for your next female comedian. It's like, what do you need to do to get ready? Are you going to fucking fucking tuck your dick in between your like butt cheeks? Like, what are you doing to get ready? Like, can, can, can that be done? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what the prep work there is yeah. involved. But I feel like it comes from a feeling of like, oh, everybody thinks that space is just for straight white guys. So when you see anybody else on there, it's like, can we make everyone comfortable with the fact that someone else is at the pulpit? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary, but I think it's hard to. And also, like, everything is still super, like, segregated often, you know. We have all these shows that are like, you know. You go to a regular alt show, it's it's pretty much all white people. But then, you know, if you want to go see a uh, comedy that's not that, you're like, well, what am I going to, like, Chocolate Sundays or, you know, Mexican Mondays sh- or whatever? I think Chocolate Sunday is a sh- I feel like yeah, 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 yeah. They're all real shows. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? I thought you were just being, uh, yeah. Facetious? No, and I, and I know- no, no, no. And I just mean, like, uh, and if you want to actually go up in front of, like, a mixed audience, you got to go to shows that have that. Otherwise, you're going to be really insulated and you're going to be like- when you do your jokes anywhere else, you're going to be like, how come people don't care about my Batman jokes here in the Midwest? Yeah. And it's like, no one gives a shit about that here, yeah. you know, or whatever. Have you ever toured like across the country? Uh, many little DIY things yeah. with friends. Like yeah. I've done comedy in San Francisco and in Denver. And uh, with my show last summer with surprise, uh, Rob Buscemi and I and our friend Virginia Jones, who's a Portland comic who lives here now, uh, we went all the way up to like, uh, we basically did, Santa Barbara, um, San Francisco, Humboldt, uh, Portland, and then Vancouver, Washington, which I didn't know existed. I thought there was just the one Vancouver. <laughs> and then we drove all the way back. So was, was your like, did you feel the need to change your set at all based on where you were for any reason or you just did what yes. you wanted to do? Yes, okay. they don't have hip hop radio stations there. A lot of my material is like I told you, is like that interplay between like 
you know, listening to like that kind of stuff and who I am and feminism. And it's like hard to talk about that when people are like, ah, we don't listen to that. So you like, you never kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to steamroll my, whatever. Sometimes I do, but then you're not connecting with them. It sucks. Okay. So it's not you have to at least be like, you know, when you do the bit, you're like, do you guys have a hip hop radio station? And then they're like, no. And then like, you can riff on it. I can be like, you know, when I was in Denver, I was like, oh, it's okay. You guys have like snowboarding. You don't need to listen to black culture. Yeah. You know, you got to riff on it or acknowledge it or something or like, oh, it's just straight. You know, when I was in Portland, I was like, oh, it's just modest mouse country here. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But if you don't do that, then it's kind of like they're distracted by the fact that you didn't connect with them the whole time you're talking. They're just like, ah, we're not really with you. So we talked, I mean, I actually, uh, I, uh, in one of my YouTube videos, uh, referenced your husband, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Max, who's, yep. uh, a writer. Uh huh. Um, he's a much more successful writer than I am. He's a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wrote Godzilla from like the one from two years ago. And then, uh, he worked on minority report, report the TV show oh, this yeah. past year. Um, What's, I mean, like, but you, you guys have been together for, I mean, I've known you for years. 11 years. 11 years. Okay. So you've kind of gone th- that road with, with him. Uh, like, what's it like, what's it like being in a creative household, I guess? I do a whole joke about how it's called power couple mm. about how, uh, when all the Godzilla stuff started happening and whatever, people would always be like, uh, oh my God, like, what's that like? Like, you guys are like such a power couple. Oh my God. And I was like, mm, it's not, we're not a power couple when one of us is like working on a multi-million dollar movie and the other one of us is like crying in the Panda Express parking lot. <laughs> like, you know, and then I had this whole long joke that's basically power couple. It sees us through the beginning of Godzilla and people are like, people are asking me, what's it like? What's it like? And I'm like, have you ever been happy for anyone for three and a half years? Yeah. And it's like, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now all I wait for is to just sit dead faced in the car at the yeah. end of my day and not be happy for anyone. Yeah. That's like my favorite hobby. So basically that whole joke takes us through like the beginning when it's like really exciting and he gets the job. And then it's like, he turns in his first draft. It's really exciting. And then, you know, uh, the movie starts getting shot. Super exciting. Oh, the edit came in. Super exciting. Oh, the first, uh, um, special effects came in it's super exciting the first score and it's like literally so many firsts and it takes three fucking years yeah. so by the time like it's over you literally are incapable of joy you're just yeah. like done you're like i've exhausted because it's time fresh for you you know happy you, for you for everyone else like it's like oh it like it just happened and right for you it's like it's been happening for, forever for a long time yeah 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 and it's and you know i'm incredibly proud of him and i think he's yeah. super great and very very and nice talented. guy he's super nice yeah yeah but uh, yeah, like I, the reason I wrote that joke is because I was like, you know, there's got to be other people who relate to that when you're like around somebody crazy successful and you're a good supportive person. It's like, how good a person are you really? Like yeah. this kind of tests you because yeah, for three and a half years being happy for somebody being like, oh my God, congratulations, babe. Every time they tell you good news, that's literally just incremental good news. That's just all one good news, which is like you wrote a movie and it's, it's a hugely made. successful yeah. movie yes. that got made. But like really all the tiny parts of it takes so so long so you kind of run out of joy so if you're asking what it's like to be in a creative partnership with somebody if they're way more successful than you you have to be really ready to just be very selfless and very happy for them but, and not have it reflect poorly on you in any way you know you have to like close that door and be like okay no matter how successful they are where they are like 
I have my own journey. I'm like, I'm going to be fine. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Because otherwise you're going to go crazy. It's not a comparison thing. You're a team. You know what I mean? And if I didn't think of it like that, I don't think we could be together. Like it's literally a joy anytime something good happens to him. And if he gets bad news, like about work, my heart drops. Like I just want him to be so successful and so happy. But like, I also am not going to lie and be like, Oh, it's so easy. It's not, it's not easy. It's, it definitely, it, it, it forces you to be like a better person than you might be otherwise, you know? Now I know the answer to this question because you have dignity. But I'm going to ask it anyway because I don't have any dignity. Um, Have you ever even thought about or considered like being like, unless you want to end up in the doghouse, you're going to get me that meeting with that lit agent or whatever that is? Do you ever like pull any of that? Yes. Uh, Okay, so you don't have dignity. Okay, I don't have any dignity. I I held you to way too high in the scale. No, definitely. No, not. It doesn't go like that. But what happens is like when I get really depressed and frustrated about my career, and it's been a lot of no's. And I like turn to him and it's almost like a rhetorical question, but it's not where I'm like, what the fuck? You can't help me like at all. Like, what does a motherfucker have to do? I'm like, seriously, I'm like, I fuck you. I am your life partner for 11 years. Like, what do I have to fucking do? You know, Uh, you know, or I'll joke around and I'll be like, uh, you know, bitches be fucking people for roles in movies. They ain't even married, you know, Uh, or uh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give them shit for it and stuff. But the actual truth of it, which I don't think people will believe me when I say, based on how many emails I get, people asking me for favors from him or from me based on nothing. Um, but, like, he can't help me because he's not in comedy. Like, yeah. his world is so separate from yeah. my world. I want to be in TV, and I'm a comedian. He is a drama sci-fi writer, and he's a features writer. So our worlds do not cross. Like his agent can't rep me because we are not even remotely in the same world. His, uh, his, he doesn't have a manager. I mean, he does, but it's not a comedy manager. So he can't help me either. All his clients are super serious writers. So when you think about it like that, you're like, well, yeah, Hollywood is nepotism, but like good, good Lord, I'm fucking the wrong guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like totally. And he looks like he could be into, he looks like he would might be like a comedy writer. He could be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like hip and cute, but yeah, yeah, but there's, there's nothing that he can do for me. The only thing that you might get is like, you might hang out with people that have made movies you like, like I've gotten to meet like Jerry Zucker who did like naked gun and whatever. It's like the coolest thing in the world. And he's come to our barbecue. Like that's pretty much as much of a thing as you're going to get. It's not really like a leg up in any way. And also, if you're really like an adult and you understand how things work, you don't really think that anybody can give you anything because that's not really how it works. And I'm sure if he if he could, he would have done it done already. it already yeah, yeah. yeah i'm not you know or you not have like to preventing me yeah or, or i'm like step it up girl. or like those bjs are a three out of ten <laughs> yeah you're just kind of like you know just phoning it in at yeah. this point yeah yeah no he's just basically like he's the most supportive he's the first year i did stand up i think he came to pretty much every one of my shows yeah. which is like god knows it I sounds like torture. not good yeah it was horrible and they were bringers like he's an angel yeah and uh you know he'll he's edited some of my comedy videos when our my editors have fallen through and 
uh, that so kind of you bullshit, should release so. that video edited by. <laughs> yeah, I would take anything you do <laughs> and be like Vax from the writer of Godzilla and the Minority Report, and there's your old video like, no, who ordered the pizza? Whatever the video is. <laughs> also, we're both really type A. Yeah, okay. Like this isn't a relationship where like one person's like bossy. Yeah. We're both fucking bossy. And uh, whenever he's been like, look, if you write like a pilot, you know that's that I, like. I really like and get behind, like, I'll totally produce it for you. It almost rankles me to hear that because I'm like, oh, if you like it and it's good enough for you, then you'll produce it. Because, like, you don't want to look at your partner and feel like there's some sort of gatekeeper to, like, a world that you're not a part of. It's, like, a weird amount of power to give somebody. And, like, I am confident in my comedy. I don't think, like, I need his help. He's not not a comedian. I'm not looking for, like, notes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm telling you that it's funny. It's for me to tell you right exactly and for you to put your name on it and get it out exactly yeah i've had that i mean that would be ideal yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think a lot of people always like when you do stuff they're kind of like oh here's my opinion i was like no 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 no. i'm here to tell you that it's funny i'm not looking for your thing i want you to do the thing that is that you do and what pitch it to whatever i'm not looking for that like i'm the talent yeah it's not yeah yeah, i'm not looking for 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 suggestions from yeah from you yeah and I think it's the same, like, you know, when he is writing a movie, he might ask me to, like, help me if he's stuck at a plot point so or you something. Wrote, I mean, you wrote Godzilla. I wrote Godzilla. Uh, and and starred in it. <laughs> I oh, am Godzilla. Like, hold on, hold on. Now, do you mean to tell me he can't put you in that movie in a tiny little part? Well, I asked him about that. Okay, so what it would have to be, literally, this is not a joke, he would have to tell the casting people that, like, I'm one of the people that would audition for the role. I would have to come in and audition with all the other people that all the agents and the casting people, like, handpicked. So they're people that these people have worked with before and that they actually like and that they know are pros. I've never fucking worked on a movie before. I've never been on a TV set. So they would basically... He he can only put me in play. He can't be like, cast her over everybody else. If the people who are watching the auditions are like, she sucks. I don't get the role. So if I really wanted to, I could have tried to be like, I don't know, I guess like displaced woman number one in that gym. But like, I don't think that really I had much of a chance going up against people that people, you know, you can be displaced woman anywhere. Thank you. Literally. You say that to all your friends. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're, you could, you're very displaced and you could do that anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have to be at a gym. It could be at a Panda Express. Bless you. Do you actually go to Panda Express? Or you just, you just, you no, just, I love it a lot. I love it. I talk about it's it. It's by all, my uh, writing partner's house. Yeah, and it's right and by I go me. There all the what time. What do you get? What's your thing? Um, I really like mushroom chicken. I like that. I like potato chicken. And then for a while, they had this thing where it was like Szechuan chicken mm-hmm. or Szechuan fish or mm-hmm. something, but it was like spicy mm-hmm. and slightly crispy. Mm-hmm. I think the trouble with Panda Express is you can't tell what the meat is exactly, no. but the not trouble of it is, is it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's uh, it's just the gravy, I guess. The yeah. Panda Express gravy. Yeah, whatever And that the is. fried rice. So good. So good. So good. Um, well- uh, what else is so good is um, having you on here. Thank you so much. And um, I think you're gonna uh, your displaced comedy is gonna be sold, bought, <laughs> sold, rebought, sold, and then I'll be begging you to be displaced, displaced guy at gym. Oh my! Down the, oh my down god! Line. I'm gonna turn you down. I'm and you're like, who is this? No, 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 no. Jason yeah, Here's the thing about me is I have no dignity. I will never stop bothering you. <laughs> where I'll be like, listen, it's not even worth making if you don't put me in it. Like, it won't even be, it'll be too annoying, so just give me what I want. Look, when Godzilla com- 2 comes out, like, if, 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 because of this conversation, you'll be like, oh my god, 
Sophia playing a cab driver? Yeah. Oh, why <laughs> like, is she? She really took that seriously. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I'm going to make yeah. this happen. Or maybe you're Godzilla. I in mean, a way. I mean, in a way you are. Always. I'm, sure he I'm the like, inspiration for the yeah. role, for sure. It's like, oh, it's like, can you have Godzilla like, kind of be like nagging me? Like, the garbage is going to take out itself. <laughs> like, can you have, like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm like, no, it's it's out of reality. The yes. drama will come from the real yeah. of the situation. Um, Twitter, you're the Sophia. Mm-hmm. T-H-E-S-O-F-I-Y-A. And and that's some of my favorite. I know that's probably not the thing. It seems like you just really downplayed your Twitter and that really bummed <laughs> me out. Um, but I'm going to upplay it. Where else can we find you online? Um... That's really pretty much it. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I have like an Instagram, but who gives a shit? Oh, I have a parody Instagram that's really fun what is that? that I do with my writing partner, Courtney. It's uh, writing F yeah. Okay. So uh, we basically misquote famous writers on it. All right. Nice. And uh, we post like a new one every day generally. N- n- like niche accounts, like theme accounts do really, really well. And just a little tip out there. Uh, we're Remember? we're so far just trying to make it into like an Etsy store. Yeah. Well, we have an Etsy store now. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to, like, eventually make it successful enough that we can, like, finance projects with it. And you will. Thank you. I hope so. And also, people can subscribe to this podcast, leave a comment, rate it. Find me at YouTube.com slash Jason Horton, Facebook.com slash The Jason Horton. Um, but definitely, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, go to go to Twitter and retweet and like all the stuff and um, – all you Beyonce fans out there, I know you're out there. All my Beyonces, um, that's my fiancés that are our Beyonce. That's my thing. I know you're out there. Hey, will you give your uh, fiance a big hug for me? I I absolutely will. She's gonna be asking as soon as I get home. Like, what was it like? What was it like? Was she, oh my god! Is she like? Can real? we have dinner? Is I she really like, like real? Her. Is she, she, is she real? Is she real? Real? You know what I mean? So it's gonna be. Uh, no, she would never say that. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. Thank you.